Hey guys, welcome back to Driving with Jazz. You are now listening to the Driving with Jazz podcast, and I am your host, Jazz, of course. And today we're going to be talking about the difference between being employed and self employed. Now, if you guys are unaware, the gig economy is full of gig workers who are independent contractors. And independent contractors fall under the category of self-employed along with freelancers and along with business owners. And so today I want to talk about this because it seems like every single time I do a consultation with someone, they want to quit their job or career to do gig work full time. And it's for various reasons. You know, it's not for just one reason. It's not because they want to be their own boss. It's not because, you know, they don't want to work anymore because evidently that's out of the question with gig work. But You know, they have their reasons and I kind of wanted to preface the idea of being a full-time gig worker with this conversation that we're going to have right now. You can find the Driving With Jazz podcast at Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as Google Podcasts. And make sure you guys follow me everywhere at Driving With Jazz. That means I'm on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok and of course YouTube and go ahead and go to drivingwithjazz.com and sign up for the mailing list so that we're never disconnected. So if you're actually wondering about the title of this episode W2 versus self-employment in the gig economy we actually call having a full-time job or career a W2 because at the end of the year your employer provides you with a W2 document for tax purposes and when you're a gig worker slash self-employed individual with who whomever you've done business with the whole year you get a 1099 form for tax purposes you guys so i just want to hop into this really quickly so um okay the the main difference between being a gig worker slash self-employed individual um, and having a nine to five is literally the fact that you control your own schedule. As they like to say, you are your own boss. And we're going to put that in quotation because honestly, I don't even live by that. I could care less about that, but you literally control your time. Okay. And of course, when you work a nine to five, a W2, a full-time job, you have a set schedule and ideally you are supposed to be where you need to be, where you should be at whatever time they said you need to be there. Um, And so that's one of the benefits that I love about being a self-employed individual is that I can do what I want all day. Now, granted, I feel like I work more than the average person who has a, um, an employer because I'm doing so many other projects. So not only am I a part of the gig economy, but I am also an entrepreneur and I have a bunch of things that I work on and we're not limited to driving with jazz. Okay. So for me, I'm like kind of like always working around the clock, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Okay. Now, one factor that a person needs to consider when they decide to become a full-time gig worker is the fact that healthcare is more expensive. So the funny part about having an employer is that it's, you know, you have healthcare, it's a bit more cheaper, probably by like 50 or $60, depending on the plan that you have. Um, You know, some plans are more because you may need more healthcare services, or you may have a underlying ailment, things of that sort. But when you're a self-employed individual, you tend to pay higher premiums 
And that is just going to come at the cost of you being self-employed. You know, there are no discounts um, unless you are a corporation already solidified, okay? If you work a job and you have a full-time job with benefits, you ideally have a discounted rate for healthcare, dental, vision, and of course, a retirement plan, which usually falls under the category of, you know, you having a 401k. And when you have a 401k, ideally your employer will match. I think I want to say my previous employer matched about maybe 4%, um, but I've had companies match 6%, you know what I'm saying? Um, Which also is a benefit to you for tax purposes. So all of the money that goes into that 401k account Um, you know, you don't pay taxes on unless you decide to take a distribution prior to the age specified. So, um, you know, when you, when you think about that, if that's not something you're willing to create for yourself, because honestly, these things can be done. The difference between an IRA and a 401k is solely the fact that, um, is number one, you won't have anybody else to match you. But essentially, you can always find different mutual funds or different things to invest in in your IRA account. And of course, you should seek a professional to assist unless this is just your type of thing. You know, I won't speak on that myself because I am not a professional, but I will say that I know how to do my thing in the market. Okay. But, um, you know, these are things that you can actually do by yourself. Don't let anybody fool you or discourage you from thinking that, oh, I can't create my own retirement account or or I can't go to my bank and do this. And no, you can do it. You can do it. It just takes time, research and energy and focus. Okay. So, but that is something that um, is, is quite different when you are working for yourself. Okay, there is also a potential that you can pay less in taxes being self-employed just because of the deductibles, um, you know, the expenses that you get to write off and things of that sort, especially if you're a startup business or even if you're just a contractor. And so um, another difference between being a self-employed individual is that you pretty much take care all of the bookkeeping unless you outsource for that. So you know, as a gig worker right now, as an independent contractor, though I am a business, um, I definitely do all of my bookkeeping and I've done videos on YouTube about me, you know, doing everything pretty much easily and, um, QuickBooks self-employed, you know, that's the easiest way for me to track my income and expenses. You can connect them to any of your bank accounts and they just fuel it all together for you. So at tax time quarterly or yearly, it is super easy y'all like seriously. But anyway, um, when you're self-employed, you actually have to take responsibility and account for all of these things versus when you're employed, you know, your employer is giving you things and they're writing it off as an expense. You know, they're giving you pens, paper, you may have to take business trips and they take care of everything, give you a credit card or a business credit card and everything is on their dime. But everything that, they're paying for, for you, they're just writing it off as a business expense. Okay. And so one other thing about being a self-employed individual is that there is no cap, um, in regards to the amount of money that you actually can make, you know, especially in the gig economy, you guys see me typically, I can close $1,700 
working Uber or Lyft in 52 hours, specifically Uber, I would say, because that's my main platform or has been for quite some time. So I have a lot of history and a ton of videos on YouTube about me driving Uber. You know, but that is typically what I do. And so when I think about being able to make $1,700 in one week versus me being able to see $1,700 biweekly, okay, I used to make between $1,400 and $1,700. Now that's after taxes, okay, but the money that I make today, I get to see, and I can also arrange that according to my expenses, okay, and I have the potential to make more if need be. And so that's one of my favorite things about being a gig worker, because honestly, y'all, I literally quit my career pretty much to be a gig worker and to work on other projects. But honestly, because I realized that in my career field, I was just doing it for money. You guys, I used to work in IT for almost 10 years. I quit at my nine-year mark, and honestly, I wasn't passionate about it. I was just mediocre. I say this all the time, so... Don't think I'm talking down on myself, but I was super mediocre. I know so many brilliant people in the IT realm who are into automation, who are coders. They know several programming languages. Y'all, I'm over that. I literally did it for money, and I just had a good personality, and I was always willing to learn, but I was not passionate. Super mediocre, once again. So I decided to quit and do something that actually I enjoy and that makes me money, Okay. So I want you guys to keep that in mind. You have a, a infinite potential to make as much money when you're self-employed, whether you're a gig worker. I mean, spin up a YouTube channel, create a podcast like Driving With Jazz, okay? Like literally, you can do anything from referral bonuses, from having your own website, you guys. You can do whatever you want, even if you're not in the gig economy, being a business owner, uh, just being an innovative creative, okay? There's so much money to be made and don't let anybody tell you different. And so in comparison, when you are a, how do you say, gainfully employed, ideally, of course, they're only, and then this is not everybody's position or job, Number one, if you're salaried, you're pretty much making the same amount. You probably have a yearly bonus in that, you know, you know how much you're going to make every month. And even if you're hourly, you know, you can be an hourly employee, even if you're making $30 an hour, but they may tell you, hey, you can't do overtime for the next two months. Or, you know, is there's a cap on how much money you can actually make. Okay, so I want you guys to think about these things. I know I'm talking fast, but, you know, I'm getting excited because I'm just recapping my whole life, y'all. I'm recapping my life and it's exciting me. And uh, yeah, and so one thing, and I want to try to make this the last thing. I'm going to make this the last thing. When it comes to being self-employed, there is a level of discipline, consistency, and motivation that you will need. You know, you have to really create that for yourself. So if you heard episode one of the Driving With Jazz podcast, um, then you know what I'm talking about. But if you have not, go ahead and revamp and move back a little bit and listen to the first episode ever posted because it really was about motivation. And so when you're self-employed, you really have to find that every day. You have to find your way to make it happen. You know, uh, there there's almost like... It's like you have to create that fire under your behind sometimes. And it's like when you're when you're self-employed, you have to be disciplined. When you work for someone else, 
they are the fire under your behind. You know, your manager coming to your desk and ask you what's going on or the higher ups emailing you for more information or maybe you have an angry customer, you know, you're always going to be enticed to do well, ideally, right? But when you're self-employed, everything is up to you. You got to wake yourself up in the morning. You have to drive your car. If you're a gig worker, you got to make sure you're providing excellent customer service. I mean, you know, typical stuff, y'all, typical stuff. But I just want y'all to think about this. You know, these are just some things I actually, I had, I actually, you know what? In... December 2020, okay, I participated in Vlogmas on YouTube, and I actually did a live video about this. So if you want to, you can also check out that video because it had some of the points here. But when you're self-employed, you're in charge of everything. You're supposed to run yourself like a business because anything that falls upon you or any, and basically everything is in your responsibility. What am I saying, y'all? Y'all get me. <laughs> everything is your responsibility. And when you are self-employed, you, you shouldn't have any excuses at all, you know? And when you're employed by someone, of course, they can take the hit, take the responsibility. Um, they write off all of the expenses, you know, but when you're self-employed, you take the place of your employer, you become the boss, right? You take care of everything. And so, I just wanted to share this with y'all because these are some major points that I think people should think about, especially if you have a family. Okay, you're a man that has a family or a woman that has a family. You have children specifically. You know, you're going to need that discount when it comes to healthcare, you know, or potentially. I don't know. It depends. It depends on how hard you're willing to work. It depends on if you actually have the mindset. If you're easily flustered, and if you, I ain't going to say if you're crying every day, because that's, you know, honestly, that could be a part of your path, you know, <laughs> but you have to have a particular mindset to do this full time. You really, really do. And you have to know that you're responsible for everything. You can't say, oh, I didn't get a 1099 in the mail. Or if you get a 1099, two years later, trust me, the IRS is catching up. So you can't fail when it comes to documentation, when it comes to um, taking care of your clericals, which would be your income, your expenses, I mean, your receipts for everything, just being organized, okay? And so, yes, you guys, this is pretty much the difference. So I just wanted to share this, come on here really quick and let you guys know the difference between having a W-2 and being self-employed, honey, because... I mean, honestly, it's not a joke. It's not a joke at all, but I love you guys so much. I thank you immensely for just listening, okay? I hope you enjoyed. I hope you found this informational, okay? And make sure you guys follow me at Driving With Jazz everywhere. I love you guys so much, okay? Thank you for listening to Driving With Jazz, the podcast. Stay at peace and in love.